Season 3, Episode 102, where we have your bonus midweek episode with, oh yes, beautiful stupidity from, uh, uh, let's just say, a, a porta potty spill to um, a, a, a Tommy Lee junk spill. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and, and, and uh, yeah. There's there's never an end to the stupidity, so um, please share the the podcast, share the stupidity. Nobody can make this kind of stuff up. You big dummy, you big dummy, you big dummy. the stories you're going to hear in this podcast are true and none of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid that's right that's why you're in my stupid world i'm insane eric lane and well welcome if this is your first time in my stupid world well you know let me commend you for your bravery we've got plenty of stupidity to go around it's all five star rated So I hope you give it a five-star rating because I can only pick the best stupidity, okay? Uh, And so please write a, you know, review or give it a rating because it helps the podcast show up prominently in searches for people who are desperately searching for stupidity, okay? And do me a favor, share the podcast with all your friends on social media because, you know, they're probably looking for something stupid also and you don't want to be stingy with stupidity. And uh, if you're just, you know, surfing by and being a casual listener, well, there's a little button that says subscribe. Click that button for me, okay? Because that way you will be getting your stupid fix every time there's a new episode published. This is the midweek episode, of course, the bonus episode. This is bonus stupidity. So we'll have this plus our weekend feed that comes um, every Saturday with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero. That's still to come. Of course, we also get to play the insane game show with Pancho and get to ask him a couple of questions for folks that are seeking his wisdom. Oh, and if you are also listening to the podcast and you hate it when you're streaming it and you cut out with your uh, maybe uh, inconsistent cell coverage or internet, then click the download option on your podcast player. That way you don't have to worry about the buffering. You just have it all downloaded right there to your podcast app, okay? So with that in mind, <clears throat> we would not want to interrupt your stupidity because it's as uh, annoying as if you had your sleep interrupted. <clears throat> the question is, <clears throat> you know, a lot of money and a lot of time <clears throat> and a lot of other things have been put into studying sleep, okay? Um But now we've taken it to a whole new level on studying the sleep of spiders. You ever wonder whether spiders sleep? You know, horses sleep standing up. You can go over and tip them over or whatever. But this is a question I'm sure that keeps some scientists awake at night, whether or not spiders sleep. Well, we've got Daniela Russeller. Her and her colleagues trained cameras on baby jumping spiders at night so they could find the answer to that plaguing question. And what they saw in the footage showed patterns that look an awful lot like sleep cycles. In fact, the spider's legs twitched and parts of their eight eyes flickered. The researchers described the pattern as REM sleep-like state. Now remember, we're looking at this from this side. We're not trying to, you know, pretend we're spiders, I guess. You know, in humans, the REM sleep, the rapid eye movement, in other words, um, it's an active phase of sleep when parts of our brain light up with activity. It's uh, closely linked with dreaming. Other animals like birds and mammals, they've also shown to experience rapid eye movement sleep. But creatures like the jumping spider haven't gotten as much attention, so it really wasn't known if they got the same kind of sleep, says Rossler, an evolutionary biologist at the University of Constance in Germany. Well, their findings were published in the 
Journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. So we have sciences, scientists out there spending the hard-earned grant money studying the sleep habits of spiders. But at least, you know, we have the common courtesy not to, I guess, crawl into the spiders' mouths at night like they do supposedly. You know, that's really an unwives' tale. Spiders really don't crawl into your mouth at night, just so that you know that. But I mean, really, though, spiders sleeping... I bet their nightmares involve newspapers and magazines. What do you think? Well, I guess not only now do spiders sleep, they probably hit the snooze button an average of 14 times when they wake up, right? Okay, well, I got an idea for you scientists out there, okay? Uh, forget about the spiders. And why don't you just get busy on a new COVID vaccine? Okay, that might be a little more beneficial. I don't know. Well, here's a guy getting a lot of love and a lot of hate pretty much at the same time. So which side will you be on? His name is Braden Wallachy. He's the CEO of a company called Hypersocial. It helps companies market themselves on LinkedIn. It's the business social media platform. Well, now one of his LinkedIn posts have gone viral after he had to lay off a few people. And he posts a photo of himself crying about it. Yeah. Now, his posts talk about how it was his fault. He made a bad business decision, and he stuck with it too long. And that's why they lost their jobs. The post also talks about how he wishes he was more cold-hearted and didn't care, but he does care, you see. And he says a lot of other CEOs out there care as well. Well, most people seem to think he deserves credit for at least caring about his employees and accepting responsibility and being vulnerable about it. But other people think it's a bit cringy and more about him than about his employees. And whether he meant it or not, they say it still feels a bit staged. That's the problem, see, anymore. You never know if it is staged or if it's genuine. Either way, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would much rather having the boss crying in front of me so I could tell whether or not they were real tears or not, you know? Well, here's something that's very much real. And I don't know if you'd want to drink something that would taste like this because we were talking about earlier whether or not spiders dreamed or not. Would you like to maybe have a beverage that tastes like your dreams? Maybe tastes like spiders' dreams? I don't know. Kind of depends on the kind of dreams you're having. Well, the fine folks at Coca-Cola, well, they have been, you know, unleashing here recently rather bizarre limited edition flavors under their creations label. And uh, their newest one is called Dream World, which is uh, supposed to taste like, quote, the Technicolor World of Dreams. Will reviewers say it's a tropical fruit flavored? Hmm, I never thought about that. So think mango and citrus. Well, Katie Teague at CNET.com says it has a fruity candy smell, like Skittles mixed in with Coca-Cola, but it tastes more like citrus. Now, Coke says that this is their fourth and final creations release of the year. It's uh, unclear, though, if they plan to continue further down the road or if this is really it. The previous four creations were Starlight, they say that tasted like space, the final frontier. And then there was Byte, B-Y-T-E, that tasted like pixels. <laughs> and then there's this unnamed one that was uh, kind of a collaboration with Marshmallow, the musician Marshmallow, had a strawberry and watermelon flavor. Well, Dream World is going to be available for a limited time, both in regular and zero-sugar varieties, in case you're interested. I don't know. It doesn't sound like the folks at Coca-Cola are drinking something. It sounds like they're more like smoking something. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Tastes like Skittles mixed with Coca-Cola. Wow. Talk about a dentist's wet dream. Hmm? Oh, man. Dentists are loving this. Well, here's something one kid was loving, and it wasn't Skittles-flavored Coca-Cola. There was a woman who was working at a gas station in Ohio when she sees this six-year-old boy walk inside the store 
with a Smirnoff ice in his hand. He's walking around the place, taking a few sips and picking out some snacks. The kid even offered a bit of his drink to the customers that were there. Oh, the, the worker approaches the boy and asks if he knew he was drinking beer. He says, yep, this is me and my mommy's favorite beer. We drink it all the time. <laughs> well, that's when she calls 911. She decided to keep the kid a little preoccupied until the cops got there. So she told him, go and pick out anything you want in the store and I'll buy it for you. The, anything non-alcoholic, that is. Actually, here's the gas station employee. Her name is Olivia Eversole. She, about calling the police and everything. My coworker was like, is he drinking a beer? And I look and I was like, oh, he is. So I opened the door and I said, do you know that you're drinking a beer? And he said, yep, this is me and my mommy's favorite beer. We drink it all the time. So I just instantly, I knew, like, give me my phone. I'm calling 911. So the police get there and they question the boy and the woman he was with. But she claimed it was, quote, an accident. Well, then she took the boy and drove off, but the deputies decided to pay her a visit at her home later that night. And what do you know? They saw the same boy outside on a scooter drinking another Smirnoff ice. <laughs> so then they arrested the 26-year-old mother, Victoria Hampton, for child endangering and contributing to the delinquency of a child. Oh, actually, it's actually unclear if she is the boy's mother, but court records say that the child was in her care. Now, the woman at the gas station was pretty upset about it. She said, I, I was really worried about him after he left. I just wanted to take him home. I was like, I'll take care of you because it's not his fault. It hurt my feelings really bad. Yeah, and they even got the surveillance video of the kid drinking his Smirnoff ice as well from the gas station. Oh, boy. It's a little hard to watch, you know, to see a little six-year-old kid taking slugs off of a bottle of beer. Well, it's going to be kind of hard to visualize this, even if you wanted to. There was an officer in Michigan who was out on patrol recently. He spots this car behind him with two women, and the passenger was twerking on the dashboard. I'm just wondering, how is that possible? Well, what it was, she was actually sitting backward not wearing a seatbelt, and uh, dancing up against the dash. So he pulls them over to find out what's going on. Well, that's, of course, when he sees the two plastic cups, and the driver said they were filled with juice. Hmm. The cop asked if there was alcohol in the juice. The driver said, yes. <laughs> oh, by the way, there was also an open bottle of tequila on the passenger side floor. So both women were ticketed for having open containers in a motor vehicle. It's unclear if they're facing any additional charges, though. This happened, by the way, within Bell Island. It's a huge island park outside of Detroit. So that's probably the reason that they weren't also hit with DUI. Or maybe that's just still coming. I don't know. But yeah, twerking on the dashboard. That's uh, I'm not sure if that's just uh, talent or just stupidity or a little of both. Well, here's a 29-year-old woman who is surnamed Wu, who began luring men into fake marriage agreements back in uh, 2017, even allegedly dating 18 men at once, as reported on Shanghai TV. Now, Wu would reportedly enthrall the men into a fake relationship, convincing them that her feelings were genuine and she was in love. She would take pre-wedding photos with the men who would often call her wife. Once Wu had captivated the men, the 29-year-old would allegedly then request money, explaining that she needed it to help several family members. Some of her explanations included that her father had cancer, or her cousin needed to be bailed out of jail, or that her brother needed money to buy a home after getting married. Well, some of the men that Wu dated took out loans to fulfill her cash requests. And Wu's boyfriends then began to grow a little suspicious of her and threatened to report her to the police. She would then request money from her newer boyfriends in order to pay back the old boyfriends. Hmm, you see where this is going? Well, Wu's elaborate scheme began to fall apart when she asked one of her boyfriends, who was surnamed Wang, to pose as her brother. 
She explained that uh, she was trying to get rid of another man surnamed Lee, who she claimed was tracking her down over unpaid taxes. So we've got Wu Wang Lee. I swear, I'm pretty sure that this was the exact plot of a movie I once saw on the Bravo channel. You know what I mean? I only thought women who lured men into fake marriage agreements was J-Lo. I don't know who's more stupid, the woman or the men. Ah, uh, well. Remember the limited series Pam and Tommy, which reduced Tommy Lee's wiener to a comedic prop? Remember that? As in Tommy Lee of Motley Crue? Well, perhaps this is why the 59-year-old Motley Crue musician decided he would hit up social media to remind us that his member is no joke. Uh, Tommy posted, in case you didn't see it, a full frontal pic to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And yeah, as uh, you may not be surprised, it is as big as you remember it. Now, the photo was eventually removed from Instagram and Facebook, uh, but remained for a little longer time up on Twitter, where they even allow hardcore porn before finally being removed. But on Instagram, he also posted a picture of an elephant looking at a naked man and saying, quote, how do you breathe through that little thing? <laughs> no word yet from Tommy why any of this was even necessary. Now, I know I'm sure that a lot of people were offended. Um, well, not surprisingly. Personally, though, I was just terrified by how close the thing was to colliding with the earth, you know? <laughs> Understandably, though, some people were concerned because they thought a python was loose. Tommy clearly wasn't using his head. Well, the one on his shoulders, at least, anyway. And the social media reactions were even more hilarious. Well, imagine that you're commuting and you see this on the road in front of you. A flatbed truck driving down the interstate near Milwaukee with seven porta-potties that slid off the back and into traffic. Well, fittingly, it happened near um, Pewaukee, Wisconsin, the actual name. Within minutes, most of the porta-potties got hit by cars and, well, a traffic camera got the whole thing on video. Each one had wheels on the bottom, so instead of actually tipping over, they rolled around on the road and were even harder to avoid. Luckily, they were all empty when it happened, or this would have been a much grosser story and a bigger mess to clean up, but nobody was hurt. They had four cars damaged. At least one might have even been totaled. The police audio is also pretty funny because they talk about Porta Johns on the road. One cop even told dispatch he was responding to the crappy situation on the interstate. Actually, here's some of the 911 dispatcher calls and drivers, Alex Hilario and Vern Hicks, that were recounting their experience trying to dodge the um, rolling porta-potties. We've got a truck that's losing porta-johns. We do have one caller who struck them and then pulled over. I see a porta-potty flying back at me and I tried my best to swerve out the way, but it, it hits my driver's side. I, I, it causes me to pull over. I was so shook. I was beyond shook. I was like, is that a porta potty? I'm like, where did it even come from? Did they just set it there? Because it was just standing. It was standing, but like rolling. Oh, I'm like, oh my God, I think I just hit a porta john in the middle of I-94. A few of the drivers were so startled to see all these porta potties rolling around, they actually left two kinds of skid marks. Seems a little unlikely, though, that a state trooper would need a second opinion before charging a man with having a forged inspection sticker on the vehicle that he was driving. This uh, alleged fake was found on a vehicle driven by a 30-year-old Johnstown man. It appeared to be made by somebody who um, took a magic marker to a post-it note. <laughs> the crude lettering is pretty difficult to read. Troopers did not immediately say where the 3.37 a.m. traffic stop occurred, but the man is going to be facing felony charges of criminal possession of a forged instrument in the Johnstown City Court. The man was given an appearance ticket and released, and it's not the first time in recent weeks that drivers in Fulton County, New York, have been caught with a obviously fake inspection sticker. 
The Fulton County Sheriff's Office shared a photo of a very poor attempt to fake an inspection sticker, announcing a drunken driver suspect was also charged with having the fake certificate. Now, the sticker, affixed by clear tape, includes a cutout of a random postal barcode and crude text made with the magic marker and pencil. By the way, the uh, months are represented by 12 imprecise squiggles. <laughs> now, I mean, this was just too obvious, frankly. Much like the average New York politician, the inspection sticker was a total phony. And now this dummy is facing a felony charge. But, of course, knowing New York, he'll be released almost immediately. Although this seems more like uh, something out of a Sinbad movie than real life, but we have an 18-year-old in the UK named Joshua Dobson who stole a car and then got gassed for it, but drove off without paying for it. But the police finally tracked him down and searched the place that he was staying. Joshua was there, but he had a pretty clever hiding spot. He managed to cut open one of those big, ginormous stuffed animals, like a uh, a teddy bear, then climbed inside of the thing. Well, the police did eventually find him, though, uh, when the officers noticed that the big giant teddy bear was breathing. Joshua was sentenced to court recently. He got himself nine months in juvie. A police spokesman had a lot of fun with it. He said how now he, he's uh, stuffed behind bars, and hopefully he has a bearable time inside. <laughs> You know, teddy bears are usually stuffed with things like cotton wool, you know. Now, apparently, they're being stuffed with dirt bags, too, you know. <laughs> My girlfriend probably should have known better, too. I mean, it's clear that with his criminal behavior, this guy is definitely bad news bears. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's The Week in Review. The FBI searched Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate as part of an investigation into whether he took classified records from the White House to his Florida residence. Hey, they must have had some serious cause to do something like this, you know, like when they conducted the Mueller probe or the Ukraine impeachment. Of course, to their credit, Democrats warned us that a Trump presidency would end up destroying faith in our institutions. They just didn't tell us it would be them doing it. A new study reveals that just three grams of fresh salmon does wonders for high blood pressure, unless you're dining with your mother-in-law, in which case there's no fixing your hypertensive emergency. Hmm, only three ounces. I don't know, but this study smells a little fishy to me. President Biden seemed unfamiliar with the specifics of the massive spending bill dubbed the Inflation Reduction Act, saying it funds health care and... God knows what else. Hey, at least God knows what else is a very truthful statement. Moments earlier, Biden misstated the size of last year's $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure law while touring flood damage in the Kentucky hamlet of Lost Creek, which is definitely the appropriate place because he puts the lost in Lost Creek. 
Police recently arrested an Ohio man who they say mailed dozens of letters laced with poop to various Republican politicians. I guess you could call them John Smear letters. <laughs> yeah, for the first time ever, politicians would have actually preferred if it was anthrax. Taiwan's foreign minister warned China is using its aggressive military drills around the island as part of a broader plan for what it fears is an impending invasion. Nancy Pelosi, you know, recently visited Taiwan and didn't conduct any military drills, but certainly partook in many Irish car bombs. <laughs> Foreign Minister Joseph Wu says China has used the drills in its military playbook to prepare for the invasion of Taiwan. Now, this is scary. They better hope that China's playbook is as useless as the one the New York Jets use. Flash star Ezra Miller has been charged with felony burglary after being accused of stealing alcohol from a home in Vermont. Well, I think at this point it's safe to say that his career will be gone in a flash, you might say. Vermont State Police claimed the troubled actor burglarized a private residence in Stamford, Vermont, and allegedly took several bottles of booze. I mean, this is just so sad. I mean, I know four or five uh, fans are absolutely devastated. President Joe Biden shook hands with Chuck Schumer at a White House uh, gathering before appearing to forget the interaction immediately afterward and started waiting for another handshake. The main issue was he didn't have a teleprompter saying, handshake is over, put hand down now. How bad must Kamala Harris feel about herself? The president's out there shaking hands in, with the air and they're still not talking about replacing him with her. A new study reveals that switching out salt for another seasoning could add years to your life while also simultaneously making those extra years miserable. A small plane makes a dramatic crash landing on a California highway, hitting a truck full of people before bursting into flames. Now the pilot's being recruited by Spirit Airlines. And miraculously, though, the pilot passenger on board the three people in the truck were all unharmed. But then they were stuck in California traffic, and then they wanted to kill themselves. Chipotle Mexican Grill is giving teachers in the U.S. a chance at scoring a free burrito as the company is aiming to recognize educators before the start of the school year. You know, you used to give a teacher an apple. Now, apparently, you just give them diarrhea. The restaurant chain announced that it anticipates it'll give away more than a million dollars worth of free burritos to teachers at 2,000 schools. I guess we all better hope that Charmin or Quilted Northern also runs a promotional giveaway, too. During Superhero Comic Con 2022 in Texas, actor Ewan McGregor, who also plays Obi-Wan Kenobi, says that his favorite Star Wars character is Princess Leia. Shockingly, it does turn out that the suave Englishman has something in common with the most basement-dwelling virgins. McGregor said that he loves how Princess Leia is ballsy. We, we know what he means, but in the year 2022, that could actually be taken literally. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were seen packing on the PDA after they made a pit stop at Duncan in Santa Monica because, you know, nothing says romance like stale donuts and burnt coffee. They were really going at it, though. <clears throat> Let's just say it looked like Ben might just go for the donut hole. U.S. Open ticket sales have soared following Serena Williams's retirement announcement, and now some spectators are attempting to sell their $35 upper deck tickets for $7,000 on Ticketmaster, which is kind of insane because at a sporting event that gets you at least a hot dog, a popcorn, and a beer for $7,000 for a ticket? What a racket! And House Speaker Nancy Pelosi defended bringing her son on a recent congressional junket to Taiwan and other Asian countries. She thought her son could shake things up. You know, mainly her margaritas. His role was to be my escort, she says. Well, luckily, she doesn't mean the type of escort Hunter Biden uses frequently. And according to new survey data, U.S. teens have left Facebook in droves over the past seven years. Jeez. Kids already don't read books anymore, and now they're not even reading Facebook. You know this got to anger Mark Zuckerberg. I bet he got so heated, someone had to turn, his, turn on his fan and change his batteries. 
Well, the survey finds that teens prefer to spend time at video sharing venues like TikTok. Turns out they love sharing videos almost as much as sharing their personal user data. Pro golfer Billy Horschel says live members who think they'll play on the PGA Tour have again been brainwashed. Well, they may not see him on the green, but at least they'll be rolling in plenty of green. All this golf drama is beyond silly, frankly. I think everybody can all agree that these players get paid way too much money just to play with their balls. Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Republicans who are opposing the Inflation Reduction Act voted against Mother Earth. And she made that statement right before taking off in her private jet. Pelosi said, and I quote, Mother Earth gets angry from time to time, and this legislation will help us address all of that. But yeah, nobody's angrier than the people who demand that Nancy call her birthing person Earth. <laughs> I don't know. I actually believe Nancy, mainly because she's older enough to know Mother Earth personally. Rudy Giuliani says that former President Donald Trump would raid President Joe Biden's homes if he were to win the White House in 2024. Now, okay, the question, though, is what would Trump do with all of that jello and soil depends? A raid of Trump's house, a raid of Biden's house, all, well, all of this pales in comparison to Hunter's panty raids, you know? And then there's this recent survey that finds a record high number of registered voters who think life for the next generation of Americans will be worse than it is today. But many disagree because they say that life can't possibly get any worse. This comes as voters continue to offer pessimistic views of both the national economy and their personal finances. But there's plenty to be optimistic about. I mean, if you're in the same mental space as the president is, that is. And Elizabeth Warren says people come up to her all the time and said that they'd vote for her for president if she had a penis. Sure, whatever you say, chief. This makes her sound like a real ding-dong. And on a similar topic, Jeffrey Tubin has just announced he's leaving CNN, which is kind of shocking news as co-workers expected him to <clears throat> stick it out for another year. Although I guess it's better than he's leaving rather than coming. Buffalo Bills rookie kicker Matt Arazia unleashed a 82-yard punt in a preseason game versus the Indianapolis Colts. Now, the Colts were stunned, mainly because they're usually the team punting. 82 yards, that's an absolute bomb. Of course, nothing blows up quite like the Bills in the playoffs. Democratic Representative Carolyn Maloney says in an interview with the New York Times editorial board that President Biden is, quote, not running again in 2024. Mm, uh-oh. Sounds like somebody accidentally said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> this comes as no surprise to anyone, though. I mean, never mind running. Joe's just having trouble walking. And an eight-year-old girl selling lemonade near an Ohio food festival had her whole operation shut down by local police after they received a complaint. Here's Asa Baker talking about getting shut down by the cops. Thankfully, businesses and people in the community got her hooked up with the right permit, a new stand, and even the officer gave her money to get her back up and going again. Shockingly, though, it wasn't the IRS looking to tax the seven singles she made that day. Now, but don't worry. Just like the lemons, the IRS will put the squeeze on her soon enough. Sydney Sweeney says she was rattled filming a euphoria scene in which her character Cassie Howard vomited in a hot tub she was sitting in with others. As an actress, she absolutely didn't want to blow the scene involving blowing chunks. And finally, the NBA's Christmas Day schedule is set with a five-game slate featuring some seriously awesome teams and also the New York Knicks. 
The Dallas Mavericks will be taking on LeBron and the Lakers. And unlike LeBron on the court, there's no way this game will be a flop. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join in St. Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with um, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And you get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now, this week's Genius Awards. And this week's Genius Awards... First off is going to a 65-year-old Pine Island man who's facing multiple charges of harvesting stone crab and other species from traps that weren't his. And that got him two years probation and credit for a one-day jail sentence. Steve Harvey Long of Pineland threw a not-guilty plea and pled no contest in early resolution before senior judge Thomas Reese. Long faced 16 conservation law violations, including multiple counts of molestation of stone crab traps without consent of the owner, possession of egg-bearing female stone crabs, possession of undersized sheep shed and blue crab trap molestation. And of all those charges, Long was found guilty on six counts, including violation of saltwater products, possession of undersized sheep shed, possession of undersized crab claws, egg-bearing female stone crab on vessel, blue crab trap molestation, and molesting blue crab trap line boy without permission. There were 10 other charges that were not prosecuted by the Attorney General's Office of the State. Long was then sentenced to a day in jail on the charges involving the crabs, crab claws, and fish to be served concurrently and credited with one day served. Let's just be glad he was only molesting the traps and not the actual crabs themselves. Pilfering a man's crabs is only acceptable if you're sharing the same slutty cheerleader, period. <laughs> and then there's this. Uh, this patient briefly had a stomach of steel. Doctors in India were stunned when they were tasked with removing a steel cup from a man's stomach, which they believe was initially inserted into his rectum. An unnamed man was reporting stomach pains for several days, and no treatment seemed to work, despite seeing multiple physicians. He then saw a doctor who did an x-ray and discovered the cup inside him. The patient was rushed to surgery, where doctors successfully removed the cup the size of a hand from what appears to be an incision in his stomach. A 73-second video shows the procedure, which begins with one doctor cleaning the stomach area before carefully removing the silver cup with the bottom of the object facing up. Medical staff appeared to be in total disbelief as the surgeon holds up the cup for the camera. The man who works as a laborer has recovered well, according to Jam Press. The medical professionals have hypothesized that the cup reached his stomach after being inserted up the man's anus. Doctors said the man got extremely drunk with three strangers after returning from a grocery store where he had gone to get vegetables. By the time he sobered up, the unknown people were not present, and doctors aren't sure if the man shoved the cup up his rectum himself or if he was assaulted. Does anyone know what happened to the vegetables? I mean, if his boys shoved a metal cup up his butt after he passed out, 
There ain't no telling what they did to the cucumber. But I mean, this is a perfect example of why vegetables suck. This would never have happened if you just had a pizza. Or how about this? A homeless man in Florida, described as a career criminal, went joyriding on a piece of stolen construction equipment and caused more than $10,000 in damages. Deputies located 56-year-old Randy Lee Wheeland operating a $60,000 JLG lull around 8 a.m. on the sidewalk of Ocean Shore Boulevard in Beverly Beach. Investigators determined that Whelan had stolen the heavy machinery from a construction site and drove it two and a half miles to Beverly Beach. And along the way, deputies said he ran over two fire hydrants, a charter communications fiber node, resident mailboxes, broke several sections of public sidewalk. While this was Whelan's first arrest in Flagler County, deputies say he has an extensive criminal history. The convictions include criminal mischief, burglary, public drunkenness, grand theft auto, boating under the influence, battery on a law enforcement officer, impersonating a law enforcement officer, battery on a person over 65, exploitation of elderly less than $20,000, and weapons charges, among others. In connection with this latest incident, Whelan was charged with grand theft from a construction site, felony criminal mischief, and trespass on a construction site. It's impressive that he even knew how to operate the machinery. He could use that skill to, you know, get a job. County officials are so annoyed that he destroyed fire hydrants, but county residents are looking forward to the extra parking spaces. And what about this? A married couple was arrested after attacking a snorkeler near their residence during a dispute over the snorkeler's proximity to their waterfront property. Charges of aggravated battery and battery were filed against 65-year-old Paulo de Oliveira and 61-year-old Katia de Oliveira of Marathon. The Monroe County Sheriff's Office was called to the residence on the 100 block of 12th Street and Gulfside at about 1.30 in the afternoon regarding a battery. Before the victim was taken to Fisherman's Hospital, he told deputies he was snorkeling close to the dock and got into an argument with the two suspects over his right to snorkel in the area. He stated both suspects struck him in the head and other parts of his body, Paulo de Oliveira with some kind of pole and Katia de Oliveira with a fishing rod. The other people on the boat all corroborated the victim's story. According to the sheriff's office, the security camera footage also corroborated the victim's story. Paulo de Oliveira and Katia de Oliveira were all booked into the Monroe County Jail. Now, this man just you know, wanted to see some clownfish, that's all, but instead he had to deal with some clown people. I can't believe this poor guy got bopped with a fishing pole. You know, in Florida, let's just be happy nobody pulled out another pole. <laughs> and you got to check this one out. A Florida woman is facing a domestic assault charge for allegedly throwing a raw steak at her partner during a confrontation in their Tarpon Springs residence. Police say 42-year-old Rochelle Wright and the male victim were involved in a verbal argument and were intoxicated when the uncooked meat went airborne. Wright and the man have been together for 20 years, and they're the parents of a juvenile. Now, according to the criminal complaint, Wright became very angry at the victim while he was seated in the chair inside the family home in the Tampa suburb. Wright, uh, investigators allege, subsequently picked up the steak and threw it at the victim. Now, the meat, however, missed its mark, and instead the steak struck the victim's chair and a nearby wall. When questioned by police, Wright reportedly copped to the meat flinging and said she was, quote, tired of his behavior and they're arguing. Wright was arrested for domestic assault and booked into the county jail on the misdemeanor charge. She was released from custody on her own recognizance. The complaint notes that the stake, identified as a weapon, was not confiscated by police. This is, this, this is a crazy turn in a relationship. You know, yeah, they, they went from beat the meat to beaten with meat. She, she somehow made steak dangerous. Yeah, most people thought that that was only possible if you dined at Outback Steakhouse. And you'll never believe this. A massive brawl breaks out between up to 20 family members during a funeral for an elderly woman in Richmond, Virginia that led to one injury, one arrest, and $20,000 in damage. The Richmond Police Department said it responded to the Rolling Hills Memorial Park about 1.30 in the afternoon after several reports of a, quote, chaotic altercation between 8 to 20 family members 
who were reportedly armed. Sergeant Aaron Pomeroy said it was an instance of family drama that started between a brother and a sister who were attending their mother's funeral and who did not get along. And, quote, it goes back many years. <sighs> the brother and sister were talking and then got into an argument when her boyfriend came over and then encouraged her to walk away. The brother then started beating on the boyfriend and that's when it escalated and turned into a brawl and we started getting calls, he said. At some point during the physical fight, the brother got into the vehicle with the intention of driving over his sister. He attempted to drive toward his sister in an aggressive way, but instead he struck another female and sent her to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries, according to Pomeroy. In the car, the brother also damaged the grass, knocked over and damaged headstones and vases, and broke a water main that ejected copious amounts of water, flooding the funeral plot. Lieutenant Matt Stonebreaker, a spokesperson for the department, said... And the driver also reportedly knocked over the casket. But Stonebreaker said the body did not fall out. When the brother got out of the car, a family member hit him in the head with a cane and injured him, according to Pomeroy. Remarkably, no shots were fired and no guns were found. <laughs> the family has to be absolutely furious. I think it's safe to say the brother and sister now are dead to them. <laughs> Almost sounds like what was likely to happen when my mother-in-law kicks the bucket, you know. This brother's actions led to 20000 bucks in damage to the funeral plot. I mean, knowing that kind of money, he's going to want to jump into one of those caskets himself. Okay, one more. A 50-year-old Ohio man was found guilty after a family friend was left unconscious with a brain bleed. Chad Chapman was found guilty by jurors in the Muskingum County Common Pleas Court about a year prior. A neighbor heard fighting coming from Chapman's home and called 911. It was found that a family friend came over to the home to have drinks with Chapman. The family friend testified that he took the last beer from the refrigerator and Chapman became enraged and began to hit the victim. The victim said he tried to leave, but Chapman continued to strike him in the backyard and the front yard, and that's when the neighbor called 911. The neighbor testified that the victim did not fight with Chapman. Now, the outlet reported that Chapman testified that he was acting in self-defense and his lawyer said the victim started the fight and lost and that actions have consequences. The victim was sent to a local hospital with a brain bleed. Chapman was found guilty of felonious assault. He could be sentenced up to 8 to 12 years in jail. I mean, messing with a man's last beer is like keying, uh, keying his car or banging his wife in his bed. You know, some lines just aren't meant to be crossed. Kind of reminds me of the time my granny Lois jabbed a fork into her brother-in-law Elroy's hand and when he tried snatching the last fried chicken thigh at the family reunion. You don't mess with family like that, you know? Anyway, if you like the podcast, don't forget to rate and review it. Give it a five-star rating because, look, I try, to I try to pick five-star stupidity for you. Of course, you can also write a stupid review of the podcast and I just might use it on an upcoming episode. And when you rate and review the podcast, it helps it to show up prominently in searches. For all those out there desperately searching for stupidity, and don't forget, you want to share the podcast on your social media feeds because you don't want to be known for being stingy with your stupidity and your friends are looking for stupidity anyway. And by the way, go on ahead and subscribe because now if you do that, you can get this stupid fix every time new episodes are published to your podcast player and download the episodes. That way you can listen buffer free when you don't have adequate internet or cell coverage. By the way, if you're looking for a good podcast app, I always recommend Podcast Addict. It's available at your app store. It's free, and they have a couple of paid versions. But either way, it's amazingly customizable, and I love it. There's two feeds every week besides this midweek bonus episode. There is the weekend feed with Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, with stupid stories from Florida and beyond. Pancho will also answer your questions. If you're seeking to tap his sage wisdom, we can ask Poncho about some of life's biggest questions and get some wisdom delivered. And you can play along with Poncho in the weekly round of the Insane Game Show. Interact with the podcast as well when you download and use Telegram Messenger. It's a great app. You can get the app, get it installed on your desktop or your mobile device. Then join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel because I get to post the links to all these stupid stories from each episode. You can check out the actual story, actual videos, actual pictures of 
what took place. Share the uh, articles with your friends. Comment about them. You can preview the channel and get a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insaneericlane. That's t.me slash insaneericlane. The app is available in desktop or mobile versions with platforms for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. Don't forget to follow me on social media with the handle at insaneericlane on Facebook or Twitter. Of course, you'll find all of this on my website at insaneericlane.com. And let me leave you with one final thought. A good mood is like a balloon. One little prick is all it takes to ruin it. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there, so I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify, Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.